0: Welcome to HFS Unfiltered. I'm Elena Christopher, the Chief Research Officer at HFS Research. And today we are going to be discussing how to drive meaningful customer experience beyond retail banking to institutional and commercial banking. Oh, by the way, in the midst of ongoing market headwinds. So I'm very pleased to introduce an esteemed panel that will be having this discussion with me today. I'm very pleased to welcome Doug Shum, the Director of Financial Services Solutions at Appian, as well as Sumanta Basu, the Global Head of Intelligent Process Automation at Wipro. Welcome, gentlemen. Let's dive right into this. Um, Sumanta, I'd like to start with you. Um, It's, gosh, 2023 has been an interesting year. We, in fact, at HFS, we've been calling it the year of the digital dichotomy. What I mean by this phrase, on one hand, we have the imminent slowdown, given all the myriad macroeconomic headwinds and various market factors out there. So we have the slowdown on one hand, but on the other hand, there's what we've been calling the big hurry to innovate. Uh, And really where uh, across all sectors, but certainly in financial services, Firms are looking for new sources of value and interesting new ways to grow and differentiate. Um, So Samantha, I'd love to start with you. So given this digital dichotomy scenario that I just laid out, what are you seeing financial services firms do to really try and grapple with this so-called digital dichotomy?
1: So Elena, uh, the financial services sector's customers are really going through a era of digital disruption. Uh, the way they do run their operations, the do, the way they uh, achieve their business target, is a huge amount of disruption is happening today, and the reason for that is that technology uh, actually facilitating to, uh, to uh, do that, strategize their uh, business operations um, to service their customer more efficiently and more uh, more uh, more uh, faster and agile way. Uh, On the other hand, as you know, the financial sectors are very highly regulated industry. So in the process when um, you are making things more automated, more agile, but you need to have to process has to be visible and process has to be transparent. So considering these two dichotomy, uh, digital dichotomy for that matter, if you say, uh, customers are doing three things actually, what we see in the market. Uh, They are doing actually enhance the core customer experience in the front. Um, So take the example of like uh, you're onboarding a customer through mobile, fully paperless, automated, digital. You are doing a payment or you are applying for your fraud or disputes. Those kind of customer engagement experiences are one aspect, uh, which is uh, going through huge changes. A lot of technologies are there. The second aspect uh, is happening The uh, diminish the middle office part. Uh, as you know, in the especially in the financial services industries, uh, the middle office plays a very, very important role, right? If you submit something that goes through some checks, some validation, some verification, and then goes to the back office to upload to the back office system, that also getting a lot of automation going through, more automated decisions, uh, more automations uh, are happening there. And third is uh, your your back office, real back office powered by a process orchestration layer, heavily integrated with your downstream system, which can really help you to uh, do a, uh, a first-hour onboarding, 1st loan processing, 1st claim processing, get an insurance code just like that. Uh, these are the various possibilities. And uh, and to do that, uh, the most important thing is happening today. Most of the customer is using Appian, like uh, uh, that powerful platform, along with the various uh, top ups uh, like uh, your cloud APIs, AI ML APIs, Gen AI's technologies. That's what we see, uh, Elena.
0: Thank you, Samantha. So just sort of unpacking that response a bit. Um, I think part of how you um, part of what you discussed with us was of the various ways you're seeing financial services firms, it's really going across the front, middle and back office. But let's take let's, let's talk about that front office piece. Um, and Doug, I'd like to go to you on this. So within Sumanta's response, you mentioned customer experience, but I wanna frame this up a little bit because when we look at sort of the, the history of digital investment, in financial services, so much of where that investment has gone is, has been in retail banking. They've Retail banking has really reaped, the, I would say, the lion's share of investment in these digital capabilities. Um, and so in that, that digital dichotomy paradigm, um, there's certainly other sectors of financial services like commercial banking and maybe segments dealing with institutional customers have been, uh, shall we say, maybe a little light on some of the investment in, in, in things like enhanced customer experience. You just don't get that same focus on ma- even some of your examples, um, Samantha like the mobile experience um, have been, again, a bit light uh, in commercial and institutional segments. Um, but Doug, I'd love to hear a bit from you about what uh, what are you and Appian doing to help perhaps better drive customer experience um, beyond retail banking within financial services?
2: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. Um, you're right. I mean, retail banking is always the focus when you think about customer experience, but the reality is we have to think about our commercial and our institutional customers as well. Um, they There are most complex customer relationships, and that's a little bit as to the reason why A lot of financial institutions, they don't focus on that customer experience, whether it's the online banking or even if it's the onboarding experience, because it's so complex. There's a lot of additional processes and things that they have to go through, especially when you think about the regulatory landscape and the regulatory requirements that they must go through and those processes that a financial institution must complete for commercial and institutional customers. You know, we got to make sure there's no money laundering going on, make sure that customer that these commercial customers aren't doing business with entities they shouldn't be. So what that's done is it's kind of broken that customer experience where it's not an ideal customer experience. And actually Forbes did a study where they said 89% of commercial treasurers, commercial customer treasurers, actually have had a bad experience during the onboarding process. And 13% of those decided to walk away. That's customers that are walking out the door so we can no longer focus on just that retail customer experience, we have to start to think about our commercial and institutional customers. Now, how do we do that? We have to take all of those complex processes uh, with that relationship. We have to automate that. So what we've been doing is we've been very focused on that. That customer onboarding needs to be a seamless process. It needs to be for from, from my, my employee perspective, as well as from my customer perspective. I can't inundate customers, my commercial customers, institutional customers with emails requesting additional information all the time. I need to have a way for them to submit that information to me online through my online online channel, have a secured customer site, making it, here's the list of all the things I need from you customers, submit that information to me versus me sending out multiple emails because in a lot of cases we have multiple groups within our financial organizations that may need information. So it isn't just one person always communicating and requesting that information. I could have various departments requesting that. Um, We don't want that to be a broken customer experience. So by bringing it all together into an automated system to where now we can onboard that customer, they know exactly what documentation they need to submit. They can submit it electronically because our commercial and institutional customers, they're busy. They don't want to spend time reading all my emails that i keep requesting additional information so having it all seamlessly into one system now the other thing that i would also caution here is what we see especially in the regulatory landscape is we have to have so many processes we need to bring all of that process together it needs to be seamless for the customer and institutional customer because otherwise again i'll break that customer experience just because i have to follow those those processes, doesn't mean my customer should be impacted by that.
0: Got it, thank you for that, Doug. So it sounds like what's being encapsulated here is a customer lifecycle management approach, if you will, but with heavy emphasis on, I think you articulated this very well and very pointedly, um, and thus bears repeating, that you have to get it right at the onset, thus the, the just the immense importance of the onboarding. Is that fair?
2: Yes, absolutely absolutely and you know you bring up another point there is just because the onboarding stops too i would also caution we need to make sure that ongoing servicing of the customer is also seamless and it's also a great user experience so when the customer actually has changes they need to make to their to their relationship with my organization they should be able to make submit those changes or request those changes through that same secured portal don't make them call into a call center or send an email to a general email box again Nobody wants to do that. We don't want to do that in our own personal space. We don't want to have to call into call centers, neither do our commercial or institutional customers.
0: Yeah, 100%. And so within that, so I'll underscore that as well, Um, customer experience for commercial and institutional customers. uh, And it really does need to adhere to this customer lifecycle management approach. And within that, It doesn't stop at onboarding. The digital experience needs to go beyond to the servicing as well, as you stated, Doug.
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Samantha, would love to to get you to weigh in on this. So Doug obviously just shared a perspective about what Appian's been building out around what I'll continue to call this customer lifecycle management uh, for, again, onboarding and servicing for commercial and institutional customers. Now, Wipro is partnering with Appian to bring some of these capabilities to its, its financial services clients. What I'd love to hear you comment on, Samantha, is, uh, so what's Wipro really bringing to the mix to, to complement the Appian platform and perhaps uh, extend it to, again, really help drive the customer experience transformation, uh, sort of as you were articulating in your prior comment from that sort of front uh, to the middle to the back? Uh,
1: what do you think, Samantha? So, Elena, as you know, uh, the Appian platform has a three distinct uh, capability uh, as part of a customer lifecycle uh, platform. So, one is, of course, the customer onboarding, KYC, and the connected servicing. Uh, if you see uh, those platforms, um, as a full-fledged platform, when you go to the customer, the three things, we, three value propositions we bring. One is our capability of design. And Wipro has uh, has uh, bought a company called Design It recently. And Design It does the service design of the all three office, which is front office, middle office, and back office. We we de- create those new processes, uh, how it will look like, and how it will help the customer to make the uh, more agile and faster way of doing their business operation. Those are the first thing we, uh, we, we bring in. The second thing uh, we bring in the latest and greatest technologies, which is available in the market, which come as a top up as part of the uh, as part of the offering. So let me give one an example, say, if you are building a, say, EKYC platform, uh, if you are building using Appian, this thing, uh, for example, you want to detect uh, your uh, ID and verification automated way, right? Suppose you have submitted your SSN number or your driving license or your passport. And then, after once you submit all your documents, you extract all those information, create a form automatically, apply the digital signature, and push it to the downstream system or business processes. If you need to do that, you use a lot of AIML technologies on top of the API that uh, along with the IDP. We bring all those value propositions. Third, uh, the thing which we build our IPs and accelerators. So we have our own IP, for we have a uh, document management platform and cloud and digital asset management platform called ICAS, which we bring as part of the document management services that goes along with the uh, CLM platforms. The second most important thing we uh, bring is the cognitive chatbots, uh, which is powered by Avamo. Again, it's a Wipro company. And third is a lot of JNI technologies that we've been our IP accelerators in terms of the when you are going to the customer service. For examples, uh, I want to uh, launch a launch a uh, contact center. I want to put a case uh, to do my some dispute or my claim or my settlement. In such scenario, the JNI technology chatbot comes into the play, which will give you how to guide and help you to create a case in just in the seconds, instead of waiting in the call center and uh, do the stuff in a in a, in a time taken way. So these are the three things. Uh, one is a design capability you bring in Elena, uh, which in the all three aspects, all three office, front office, middle office, back office, help them to transform how the new business process looks like, which will be of course implemented with the Appian platform. And third is uh, our IPs and accelerators. Elena.
0: Got it. Thank you for that, Sumanta. Um, it very much aligns with a, a concept that um, HFS has, which is what we call our one office. But which is the essentially the impact of emerging technology, um, the impact that emerging technology has on an enterprise is to help break down those silos that exist between front, middle, and back office uh, and make them more, work more effectively. In a manner of speaking, the capabilities you've outlined that WIPRO brings into the mix to complement Appian is a great example of the one office in action. Um, so thank you for that, Sumanta. Um, Doug, I'd love to go back to something you referenced in your comments previously that's just of immense importance, which is regulatory compliance requirements you certainly come into play regarding client onboarding, but, but certainly um, as it pertains to servicing as well. Uh, and they're very complex uh, in the context of commercial and institutional financial services customers, uh, certainly much more so than in the, the retail environment. Um, I, I would love it if maybe you could take a, a couple of moments and just talk through how are you addressing regulatory requirements um, and perhaps even how are they being optimized?
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a critical, critical component for every financial institution. Um, first of all, I mean, obviously, we have documented processes. Every financial institution has to have documented processes to prove to regulators that, hey, I am following the regulations and I am in compliance. But now, if those processes are manual, there's not a very good way for me to prove to a regulator that I am, in fact, following those processes and things can get broken. We see it all the time banks end up in the headlines for all the wrong reasons because, well, we got busy, we weren't following all the processes, or we didn't follow all the processes for every customer just because we were inundated with work. We make it so complex on ourselves because we don't automate the process. The reality is we got to we got to take and automate those processes. And that's what we've done with our CLM is the fact that We now allow you to build those those processes into the system so that now it's automated. There's no skipping a step. There's no missing this for half the customers or things of that nature. But then when you think about the fact that back to that user experience, when regulations and and user experience kind of butt heads a little bit is the fact that we now have to go into all these different systems to verify the customers. So all these data systems we will use KYC as an example. We have to do KYC data checks. Well, on commercial and institutional customers, I may go into two or three different systems. Well, from a user experience standpoint, it's not a good one because now I'm going into two, three, four different systems. If I'm going into onboarding and going into servicing, plus I'm going into two or three different data systems, it takes time. Now, if we can integrate all of those systems together, which is what we do, that's the value. That's one of the huge aspects to the Appium platform is the fact we can integrate to any system. It doesn't matter. Integration is what we do do best. We can integrate to all those systems. So no longer do my, does my team need to go into multiple systems. I go into just one system, and that's the onboarding or servicing, depending on what I'm doing with the customer. And it's always doing the data checks. We're doing that continuous, continuous KYC verification. And the last thing that I would point out, too, is the fact that most financial institutions have some type of KYC questionnaire that they have to complete. They have all these questions, and regulators come in, they make us change those questionnaires a little bit. It's always okay, I go in and change the document. Well, a lot of financial institutions, believe it or not, are actually doing these questionnaires on paper or via Word or something along those lines, not built into a system. We actually built it into the system. So now, they go in, they complete it, and based on the responses, I know what step needs to be completed next. So it's, again, automating that compliance compliance verification and that regulatory uh, the regulatory requirements.
0: Got it. Thank you for that, Doug. And it's obviously being in compliance is um, massively important, not just for the sake of compliance for following the rules, but for um, fighting financial crimes and elements such as this. Um, But as we have more regulation that's introduced, like the AML AML Act of 2020 coming into fruition now, increased sanctions requirements, perhaps spawned by um, some of the global conflicts going on, um, being able to do this incredibly well, being able to do it consistently, uh, and, and by consistently it means alleviating or removing many of the manual processes. So baking it into the systems is a way of helping to literally address compliance processes in a much more effective way. So thank you for the thoughts there. Um, What I'd love to do then is see if, because part of what we've been talking about is this overarching um, how to make progress in the year of the digital economy and how to really bring customer experience to commercial and institutional customers. But we've been talking about uh, two sides of a coin, if you will, Appian and then Wipro. I'd love it if maybe you guys uh, could talk about, do you have a client success story where you have worked together to bring some value and benefit to a client. I appreciate you might have to cite a client anonymously, um, but we'd love to hear something a bit about what's being achieved here from a real life customer. Uh,
1: so since we are talking um, uh, regulatory and compliance uh, and obviously the financial services sector, we'll take one example of one of the global bank uh, where we address the automation of their entire end-user computing applications. So EUC end-user computing application is nothing but small, small business processes built by business groups, subject matter experts on Excel. So for example, uh, you are running, say, Forex Adjustment. Forex Adjustment means you are taking the data from your upstream system, putting in the Excel, and then doing a lot of pivot, filters, etc., and finally create an output that goes to the downstream system. This entire process, if you see uh, the way used to be earlier, uh, is that a- entirely manual and is run on trust, right? But if there can be a mistake any time, and if there a mistake happening even a single cent or single decimal point changes here and there, the entire financial system will go for a toss. So obviously it's a regulatory concern. So the bank got a uh, consent order from the industry, uh, from the regulatory industry, and they got a guideline and the dictation that it has to be automated. Calculation cannot be done by human during the runtime. They can tell the calculation, but the actual calculation will happen. It has to be in a process, number one, it has to be traced audited and reported. So any such calculation happened that has to be uh, report back uh, for a certain uh, business case and use case scenarios. What we did with the APN, of course, APN was a platform for the traceability, auditability, and the uh, compliance back reporting because that's a single source of truth that the, yes, it happened along with the recording. And the value we brought in there is that our own own IP is an accelerator platform which is built on the top of the Appian which actually manages those Excel files. Uh, It's kind of of AIML-led platform we have built which read the Excel, uh, read the input data, and transform that real-time in the Appian environment and create the output for, uh, for, um, uh, for respective SME to review and approval. So this is an overall story, it's a short story, but it is very, very important for almost all the banks today. Because almost all the banks today in the world has this problem in hand. Some cases is big or small, but uh, eventually this is the area where most of the banks are uh, addressing now from the regulatory and compliance standpoint. Elena. Absolutely, Samantha. You
0: bring up, I mean, it's a fascinating point um, just literally in so many financial institutions around the planet, just how much work is done in Excel and some of the the risk that's that's actually um, exists because of that. So I, I think it's a very um, pertinent and timely example in that regard. Um, but being able to drive some enhanced um, scrutiny and, and again tying back to that theme of enhanced regulatory risk and compliances is obviously something that um, is always of immense importance. All right, gentlemen. So I very much enjoyed this conversation as we've spoken today about really um, how to drive meaningful customer experience beyond retail banking to institutional and commercial customers, um, despite some of the the big market headwinds uh, that are going on out there. Um, But I would love to end us today on uh, a bit of uh, an actionable recommendations note. um, I'd love each of you, I'll, I'll give you the question and then I'll, I'll go to you first, Doug, and then uh, Sumanta, will have you uh, close us out. Uh, but here's the question, given the digital dichotomy that I started our conversation with today, what recommendation would you make to, the financial, to financial services leaders out there about how to most effectively drive impact in the midst of some of these challenging headwinds? Doug, what, what would your actionable recommendation be? <laughs>
2: Yeah, first and foremost, I would say focus on that customer experience. Um, And when I say focus on the customer experience is from that commercial and institutional customer, we need to make it easy for them. That means we have to be able to automate our processes. We cannot let our internal challenges impact the customer. So finding a system that enables you to automate your processes from A to Z, all the way through that customer experience and being able to bring all of those systems together. Because I think the one thing that is also a miss is the fact that we don't want to lengthen that onboarding time because we have to access multiple data systems. We have to build the integration so that it is now one system of record and they're all communicating. Just because we have legacy systems doesn't mean that we should impact that customer experience. So we really need to focus on that and we need to focus on the fact that we need to make it very easy for the customer. So that process the process automation should help us do that, but we need to make sure that we have things set up in a way to say, I'm onboarding this type of account, the customer has this type of account, I need these documents. There shouldn't, shouldn't be coming back to the customer at a later stage saying, I need this document or I need that document. They should know right up front and they should be able to submit that to me very easily and, very, and without having to go through a bunch of hurdles to do so not having to go through email or have to submit paper or physical documents we should be able to do that in a way that allows the customer to have a better user experience and the last thing that I guess I would also say and recommend is don't ever be afraid to evaluate your processes you need to take and evaluate those processes on an ongoing basis you know Samantha has uh, the Wipro team does a phenomenal job at looking at processes and saying hey you can you can improve your efficiency here Evaluate those processes and make sure that that as we enhance those processes and streamline them, we should be able to have a system with that is flexible enough to enable us to make changes as we identify opportunities to do so.
0: Got it. Thank you for that, Doug. Um, Samantha, would love to hear from you. Um, How would you complement Doug's recommendations um,
1: with some of your own? It's almost in the similar lines, Elena. Um, we'll say, uh, and we recommend most of the time and that's what's happening. Uh, First is uh, you follow your competition, what they are doing. Most of them, as I said in the very beginning is going to the digital transformation. And if you want to do that, if you want to automate, if you want to streamline, your middle office has to be broken. Your front office, which is a customer engagement apps, whether customer is in portal, or mobile, or email, or any other channel, or your know, call center. When customer is calling, there should not be any middle office. It should be directly the enterprise. And one orchestration layer has to be there to manage those touch points, customer touch points. Finally, enable to reach your back office enterprise system to give a true customer experience in an agile and faster way. Nobody wants to wait today. That's a fundamental problem. Everybody's busy. And if we need to make it faster, it has to be automated. And if you want to automate something, considering the regulatory, security, customer data in your mind, obviously you need to have a something like Appian Lake platform along with Wipro to make that happen. Yeah,
0: indeed. Um, I'll share, just based on the recommendations you each just made, um, I'll I'll leave our audience with this. In a recent study that HFS put out, uh, looking at um, all things relevant to the current state of commercial banking, one of the things we found that on average, it takes 33 days to onboard a commercial banking customer. So, Monta, you just made the point, everyone that we call it the Amazon effect, or or take your pick of, of rapid digital experience. Everyone wants things fast, commercial and institutional customers are no different. Uh, And that is in essence, the heart of our conversation today. Sumanta and Doug, it's been fantastic talking with you today. Thank you for sharing your insights. Uh, And on behalf of HFS, uh, thank you for listening to this edition of HFS Unfiltered.